Hello and welcome to It Happens at SCAS. I'm your host, Marnie, and welcome back to Term 2. I hope you've all had a fantastic break. I hope you got in some time to relax after what was a very interesting Term 1. Congratulations, we made it. We saw the end of Term 1. And welcome back to Term 2. I'm sure this one's set to be a fantastic one, let's hope. Uh, In this episode, episode three, we sit down with our very own school principal, Mr. Terry Muldoon. Now, I will note that we did record this episode in the final week of term one. So some of the information and some of the questions that he answers, the answers may not be as relevant, uh, but we're still releasing this episode because we thought there was some great content in there. And Terry does answer a lot of student and alumni submitted questions through our Instagram. So we thank those students and alumni for participating and getting involved. They were some fantastic and interesting questions. And Mr. Muldoon does his very best to respond. So yes, we just want to keep in mind that This was answered end of term one and obviously the situation has changed. We will be seeing all our students back on the 11th of May. So we're very, very excited to have some kind of normalcy and what is a very unprecedented time. Now, not a lot's been happening on the grounds, as you can imagine. This is uh, at the time that I'm recording, it's term two, day two. So we've seen a few more students back on campus but nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, We're all getting our temperatures checked in the morning. We're all signing off a health clearance at the start of the week. So everything seems to be chugging along just fine. And I hope that the start of the week has been fantastic for you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So good morning and welcome, Mr. Terry Muldoon. And thank you for joining us on It Happens at SCAS. My pleasure. So each episode we talk about the happenings at SCAS, what's going on. So is there anything happening at SCAS lately of note? Well, we were visited by an unfriendly person called COVID. We were the first school in the region to get that and we have navigated our way through that and life goes on. So on that, as you mentioned, uh, we were the... We had the first case of the whole of Port Macquarie in our school community. And as a school and as a principal in particular, um, we've got some pretty good feedback about the communication that's gone out throughout this time to parents, students and the wider community. So how did you navigate this and what advice would you give to other schools communicating during a crisis? You hope for the best, but assume the worst. You tell everybody what they need to know as fast as you can you keep a nice simple straightforward message and you just do what you need to do um so by consequence to everything that's going on in the world at the moment skies like many schools are adapting to online learning so what's your experience been like this transition I have been incredibly impressed by the quality of learning that's going out online at the moment. The work done by the teachers and the directors has meant that what's going out is actually fantastic. It never replaces face-to-face, and that's why over the last week we've been looking at making sure that there is a level of pastoral care incorporated in all our online work. And how's that happening? Uh, We know that everybody will be contacted, that each family will be checked in on, that each student will have some kind of contact with a member of staff that relates to them. So we can remind them that they're still part of our community even though they're not actually physically here, or most of them are. Yeah, and how do you see that evolving into term two? Because it looks like in the news that it could be. 
We're assuming the term tour will look exactly like today, where yeah. a number of students will be here because their parents need them to be here, yeah. but the majority of students will be at home working on their own timetables, on their own work. So we reached out to Instagram and we asked our followers if they had any questions for you, and we had a really good response with some interesting questions. So I guess I'll just get straight into it. Um, Georgia in year nine has submitted two questions okay. for you. Her first is, what is your favourite thing to do while you're on campus at SCAS? Probably bus duty because it keeps me away from the paperwork. It reminds me why we're here because it's about the students and their parents. And it's just nice to get some fresh air. And you get to fist bump all the kids. Well, you can't really do that at the yeah, moment. Um, we're now doing virtual fist bumps and yeah. virtual high fives with primary. Oh, awesome. Her second question is, what do you expect from teachers and students while learning? I just like teachers to be enthusiastic and love what they do because I think that's infectious. And once a student is engaged, they'll learn a lot better. And what about students? What's your expectation there? My expectation is that students recognise that education, that the quality we give is actually a privilege that their parents pay for and they really should take advantage of it because whether they like it or not, in the future it's going to make a huge difference. Our next question is from a member of our alumni, Jordan Leak. He was a 2018 yes, graduate. Jordan, yes. He asks, what are your thoughts on foreign language immersion learning? I was an atrocious Latin and French student at school, <laughs> and so I'm not sure I can be an expert. Immersion learning is the fastest and most effective way of learning a language, and if I had a choice... This holidays, I'd probably be in Finland learning one of the most difficult languages in the world, which is Finnish, I believe. So I think immersion, because you can't escape, is the best way to learn language. Do you see when this is all over that maybe something? Because we've got French K-12 yes, throughout the school. We've got do French you... pre-K-12. Pre-K-12. Oh, it's happening at Columbia College, yeah. is it? Mm -hmm. Awesome. So do you see that as something that could be on the horizon for languages here? Why not? I found when I went to France that the only thing wrong with my year 10 French is that the French speak it at about 500 miles an hour and my brain computes at about 5 kilometres an hour. Uh, we have another question from another member of our alumni. So Bo Dorrington, oh, 2010, yeah. uh, 2010 graduate. Uh, yeah. He asks, has any class topped the class of 2010? Every year, every graduating year is different, unique and amazing for all the different reasons, whether it be the best HSC results, the best sports result, the most personality, the most improved. Every year is special and different, and the Dorringtons, both of them, made up a very special year. So 2010, was there anything of note that you remember? Oh, I remember them very well. I'd only been here for two years, so... Um, Life was very different in, at St. Columbia in those days. Smaller, uh, much more intimate, I'd call it. Yeah. And everybody knew everybody and everybody knew what everybody got up to very quickly. <laughs> Year 9 student Fletcher, he asks if the school is safe to come back. The school is as safe as you can make it. We've kept all the people out of the school that don't have to be here. We make sure everybody understands the cleanliness requirements to keep the COVID virus at bay. There are people here who are caring for the students in the best possible way. So it's as safe probably as anywhere in Port Macquarie. So Meadow in year six, she asked, 
How many people are turning up to school? Last week it ranged between 173 and a peak of 250. This today it's around between 50 and 60. And that's we've had the change there. That yes. Less teachers on site today, significantly less. We spent the last two weeks with virtually all the teachers on site getting ready for making sure or making sure that everything that we send out is as good as possible. Now it's time to see if it works this week. Year 12 student Michelle asks, how do you think the class of 2020 will handle this year's hard challenges? I think our students are coping much better than the students from other schools. I think the school is coping much better than other schools. And therefore, I think they'll do fine. The good news is, uh, with the uncertainty around the HSC and ATARs, the school's reputation and the group that learns together will play a bigger role in their results. And I believe that uh, Michelle and the rest of her peers will probably be able to get into the university course they want based on their work and on the school's reputation and the way we structure the end of the year. Yeah, their spirits still seem high in 12. I've seen them a few times. They've been near our building and they've been up doing Just Dance mm. as a group. And they're just all, like, throughout this, they've just seemed so happy and they're holding it all together. So it's really heartening to see. Every kid I've seen get out of the car for the last three weeks has been smiling. Yeah. It's quite remarkable. Yeah, it's awesome. This is a contentious question, but one I'm sure you've got the answer to. Alice in year nine, she wants to know, why do we have to change after and before sport? I've only been asked that question for 13 years since I've been here. <laughs> Bottom line is uniform makes a difference. How we dress determines how we think, how other people respond to us and how we imagine the world to be. There's no question that the way we look and the way we dress has an impact. And since you've got to change your mental state from being out on the front or back over into a classroom situation, the transition of clothing and uniform actually does a pretty good job of changing your headspace. But on the other hand, everybody hates it. Uh, another question from another Year 9 student, Evie. She wants to know what your favourite book is. <sighs> Too hard. It's like asking my favourite song or favourite movie. My favourite book I've been reading all my life since Year 4 was Wind in the Willows. Yep. My favourite book at university was Lord of the Rings. My favourite book on leadership at the moment is a book called Legacy, which is about the All Blacks. And in my spare time, I read just about anything by either Peter Robinson or Elizabeth George. I like murder mysteries. Uh, George from Year 11 asks, what systems are going to stay around once this whole thing, and I believe he's referring to COVID-19, has finished? Mm -hmm. Okay, the stuff we're doing online will be good for people who go overseas for three months or two months or who are sick or break both their legs doing backflips on the concrete. <laughs> we'll keep the best of the best, but I don't think, despite what some of the so-called experts say, what we are doing will ever replace face-to-face -face teaching and the experience of being in a classroom with a group, with a teacher and the interaction. So we'll use what's worth keeping, but we'll go back largely to the way we were. I will say, though, like looking at what they're doing, it's kind of reminiscent of what I did at uni. I feel like it's going to probably set up a lot of our year 11 and 12 students quite well because that's how learning that is, at uni there's, works. Yeah, there's, good posit there's positives coming out of this whole COVID thing, and one of them is yeah, this is the way year 12 will get ready for uni. They'll be better yeah. prepared for university because of this than any group that's gone before. 100%. This is not a question, but Jesse and 
year eight would like to say that he loves it when you stand out in front of the school? I started doing that a couple of schools ago, and particularly when I went to a new school where I knew all of two people. I think being at the front on bus duty is the best way to get to know the people in the school you're working in. So when I came here, I kept doing it, and it's probably one of the best things I can do any day. Uh, you get to see the real world, you get to talk to the real people, you get to see what the school really is. At the moment, though, it's... Very quiet, very peaceful. <laughs> uh, my latest has been checking, are there more bin chickens on the oval than students in the school? For a while last week, the bin chickens were winning. Then the school caught, students caught up, but today the birds win. Really? I drove past on the weekend and there was not a single bin chicken in sight on no, the they oval. they only come during the week. Where do they head off to? Uh, no Some of the other they obviously know there's nothing to eat on weekends. <laughs> Alrighty. Talia in year 11 wants to know, what is your favourite holiday destination? If this hadn't happened this year, one of my favourites would have been I would be back in Oxford, which I've always wanted to go to and when I went there really enjoyed. I then had to do a course just north of Paris, which I was looking forward to. Finland, which, well, the capital Helsinki, which I really love. And I was going to take my wife where she really wanted to go, which is Iceland. 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 But of all my favourites, I would probably like to hide out somewhere down in Lucca in Tuscany in Italy. What about more local? What's your favourite holiday destination in Australia? Favourite destination in Australia is probably a place called Bunya that no one's ever heard of, and that's one of the reasons I like it, because no one's heard of it, and I can go there and do lots of nothing. Other than that... It's hard to say, really. The places I used to love and used to live in, like the Byron Shire and up around Noosa, are pretty much ruined. So there are worse places to be than Port. <laughs> That's true. Andrew in Year 10 asks, when did you start to pursue your career in becoming a principal? I think I probably wanted to be a teacher from the first time I saw an old movie called To Serve With Love. And I think that started me off. Is it always either going to be the police force, law, or teaching? And ended up as teaching. I don't think I ever really wanted to be a principal. I wasn't one of those teachers who was always destined to become a principal. I became a deputy up in Coffs Harbour for a number of reasons. I was kind of invited to apply for the job and got the shock of my life when I got it. And after six years there, my wife said, You're getting really boring. You know all the stuff at this school. You better do something interesting. And the position came up here and I applied for it. And once again, I got quite a shock when I got it. So, so it was never as intentional as a lot of people are about climbing up. It was just a matter of it looked like a good idea. So I had a shot at it and see how it worked out. And the idea was I wouldn't die wondering, having spent years watching principals and critiquing them from the sidelines, being a, a Monday morning critic, it was time to stop get off the sidelines, get into the game and see if you could really do it. What would you suggest for someone, perhaps a student is looking at you and is inspired, who does want to become a principal and maybe follow a more conventional path? What's the tips? 95 to 97% of the days you spend as a principal is one of the best jobs you can have. The other three days you just get through those. They're like COVID days. <laughs> um, or when people die or are really sick or something bad happens. But honestly, if you like helping people, you like making things better, it's a brilliant job, uh, which is not to say it doesn't take a lot out of you, but anything that's good takes it out of you. Yeah. I'm unsure if you'll be able to answer this one, but maybe it will give some clarity to our students who 
are obviously holding out for some events that have been cancelled due to COVID-19. So Thomas in Year 9 is asking when would Year 9 camp be? Probably 2021 at this stage. Uh, the problem with the Year 9 camp, and it is probably the best camp in the entire school, is that the parks are at the moment closed, basically, and by the time we get back to normal, the conditions up there may not be suitable for a camp. So we're going to have to look at whether or not we cancel or whether we find another gap in the time up there that we can, or an alternative place that we can take them because we've got to maintain a level of safety and duty of care. And it's not the kind of... It, whether it's going to be too hot or too stormy or et cetera, et cetera, later on in the year when it's open, well, we'll look at that as we go. But I'm not holding great faith at the moment that we'll find it the perfect time for you, nine. So it may be just... Hold out till 2021. Yeah. yeah. Well, make it all the better that they've been waiting. And I'll just put your gold Duke of Edinburgh back one year. I'm sure they can cope. Uh, Jasmine in year eight would like to know what your favourite sandwich is. Anything with big chunks of meat on it, I think. Would have to be, uh, <laughs> I'm omnivorous. I've considered vegetarianism. And I think it's a really good idea until the first big chunk of corned beef lands on my plate and it's all over, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, as a fun anecdote, we've been told before that people thought our school was a vegan school. So here you are shutting that rumour down. You've heard it here first. We're not. <laughs> yes. We accept uh, vegans. Not we accept vegan vegans school. and vegetarians and just about anyone else, but Steve's uh, steak pies are definitely worth giving into. They are very delicious. And we're making them over next term for sale. Awesome. A user called Salmon Boy, <laughs> spelled B-O-I-I-I-I, he would like to know why are you so cool? Thank you, but I don't think I've ever been able to be cool. So if you think I'm cool, cool has obviously moved closer to me than me moving to it. I don't think cool is something I always wanted to be, but I gave up on being years ago because it was too far away. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and answering some of our students and alumni's burning questions. We really appreciate your it time. It has been my pleasure. Give me a microphone any day. Instead of a camera. So we hope you enjoyed that episode. It was great fun getting Terry to answer some of our students' questions and I think you did a fantastic job. So thank you, Mr. Terry Muldoon, for joining us. We really appreciate it and I'm sure it's not the last time we'll be hearing from him on the podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you give us a rating in the Apple Podcasts and you can also give us a review. We'd love to hear it. And if you have any suggestions for episodes, please email media at scas.nsw.edu.au and as always in the meantime between episodes you can stay in touch with what's going on at SCAS via our social media platforms so we're on Facebook at info at SCAS we're also on Instagram at St. Columba Anglican School until next time I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day week enjoy your weekend and I'm sure I'll be hearing from you soon